Cue the beer and hello and welcome to the second ever episode of Red on Purpose. Today it's going to be Red on Sports. And I'm joined by my co-host today, the handsome, suave, smooth, and devonier, Zach Holm. Zach, how's it going? It's going absolutely amazing right now. Ready to talk some sports? I mean, I think we need to. Yeah, we definitely need to. First, a little house cleaning. I just want to let you guys know, uh, for those of you that have been trying to listen to the podcast on uh, Anchor and you've had some issues with it timing out on you or working through that. Uh, also, I am trying to make sure that the podcast gets distributed on all your favorite podcasting hosts, such as iTunes and Spotify and things like that. And we'll get that sorted out real soon and I'll keep you updated. But thank you for all the support and listening and... Now it's time to do episode two. We're going to talk about some NFL draft today here with Zach. And God, Zach, it's good to talk about some sports, man. Oh, it really is. I mean, isn't that one of those things where there's just been a longing, you know, for sports of some sort? And the draft kind of like just exploded for everybody. Yeah, it's not a real sporting event in the sense of nobody's having any kind of athletic competition. But at the same time, I can tell you for me, that's the first sports high that I had in a while. Uh, just what the Cowboys did in the draft um, really got me pumped. And I'm hoping that we will be playing sports again soon. What's your thought on that? Well, I mean, it's it's, it's got to be safe and sound, and everyone's got a different opinion on that. So I'll just, I'll just go into saying this, that it was really nice to have something happen that was live at live action, you know, and it was really cool because watching replays is fun, nostalgic and all that kind of cool stuff. But something that's actually happening now, I mean, it's been, it's been a minute, you know what I mean? And it was really, really good. Yeah. I thought uh, the NFL did an excellent job. I thought it went off pretty seamless as far as, um, you know, there's a lot of moving parts with that, doing everything remote. Uh, I mean, they even had people set up to boo the commissioner, which I was really uh, excited about. Staple of the draft. That's got to gotta happen. happen. Roger Goodell needs to be booed. Let's Absolutely. be honest. And they even, you know, they even queued back to the same people over and over again. I swear they were just changing their jerseys to boo him, but still right. has to happen. Yeah, I wonder – well, I actually know somebody uh, at my work. His wife was one of the fans – that got selected for the Patriots because she's a season ticket holder for the Patriots mm-hmm. and uh, military member up here. And uh, they selected her to be one of the fans. I didn't happen to catch her on there, but uh, that was cool that they did that and tried to make the draft as interactive as possible. I was actually surprised at how many live or live-ish, I guess would be the best way to put it, uh, camera feeds. And they actually caught some really interesting stuff. Uh, I know. I mean, if you and taking a look inside their houses, you know, how do how do these people really live? You know, everyone wants to see behind the curtain every once in a while. Sure. You know? Yeah. Like the Bill Belichick's, you know, you just think he's living in this steel castle oh, somewhere God. making picks or whatever. And, and his my, dog is making his, the his picks. Dog actually. Is making his pick. He's actually a laid back like guy, That's the secret. You know? That's the Patriot way. Just let <laughs> Belichick's dog make the picks on his computer. Yeah. He has he has an animal picking for him, you know, but it it was it was really neat. And like I said, just that it's that good jolt of sports action that wasn't even really action yet. So imagine like how how yeah, much that that will build. You know how much will it build? Well, as fans, we get excited about the draft so much, especially NFL fans. Of that's new hope, right? That's um, my team can go. What well, you look at the Forty ers They went from being a team that was 
pretty terrible there for a while to building their team up in the draft the last few years. And next thing you know, they've got a amazing defense and, you know, they're in the Super Bowl. Um, and there were some interesting things that uh, went along with that. But the thing is, we needed that, right? Yeah, we needed something absolutely. sports related because I believe you mentioned it earlier when we were having a conversation for the podcast is that sports has this healing element and it brings people together. And that's one of the great things about sports, no matter whether you're talking about football, basketball, whatever it, it brings us together and it just incites this passion in us to like get really excited about our teams. And, uh, yeah, it came back this last week and, uh, that was really good. We, we have had some sports, you know, with the bulls documentary coming out and that's, a, that's for another podcast, but you know, just getting to get back and get yeah, excited. Yeah. It's like the opening salvo. It's like, I, I was picturing it like this, you know, where sports got something and that will continually like build onto that where it's, it's going to be end up being like a, almost like a movement to get sports back open again. Some, yeah. I have some seen, form. What, what, what our new normal is. Sure. Sports has to be a part of it. You right. Know what I mean, it's a great equalizer. And we've seen things here and there where they're talking about ways that they're really kind of looking to open things back up with NBA and hockey and baseball too, hopefully. Um, so hopefully soon we can get there. Now let's talk about this draft. Because it was a very interesting draft. Uh, you had, and they usually are, but at the same time, this one was so unique being the situation that's going on in the world. Uh, I want to go back just for a second. Did you happen to see when uh, the Titans were drafting and they had, um, oh, I'm trying to think of his name. I actually probably missed that section of it. <laughs> well, the they, Titans were drafting. They caught... Yeah. Um, I'm drawing a blank on the head coach right now, and I know Vrabel. Vrabel, yes, they had it at his house, and they actually caught somebody through the reflection in the mirror, like on the commode <laughs> doing a number two. I thought that was, I thought that was uh, oh, pretty entertaining, yeah, you know, yeah. live, semi live TV. But uh, just wanted to mention that the NFL minions didn't have their people out. I'm not ed- sure ed- which ranked cut. funnier between that and Belichick's dog making the picks. But so let's look at this draft, Zach. Um, there was some interesting stuff that happened a little later, but the first part of the draft was pretty straightforward. Straightforward. I mean, you knew that Burrow the Tiger a, King, yeah, yeah, Joe Burrow was going to go to the Bengals, and obviously that's one of those ones where it's kind of a no-brainer. They have to do that. Same I don't think though. anybody looking back is going to be like, say Joe Burrow doesn't pan out and being like, oh, God, the Bengals totally should have took Chase Young. I, I think that Burrow was the guy, and – well, if you look at it in, in in this aspect, I mean, college draft picks sometimes can be like throwing darts at a wall, but you accumulate enough data uh, on a player and how they played in college, and you try to find if they have translatable tools to the NFL. And Joe Burrow, if you go back and watch LSU college football, there could be an argument made that that was the greatest college football team to ever play. Well, I think Vince Young and the uh, Texas Longhorns. Of course. You know, we, now yeah. there's teams, sure. The, the, there's, yeah. there's teams. This LSU team was stacked top to oh, bottom they were with amazing. players. And they had draft picks on the board that, sh- that, that showed that. You know, every year you see with the Alabamas when they're winning, sure. you're going to get, you know, five or seven of those guys are going to be first-round picks and they're going to contribute right away. So if you look on the board, Burrow going number one on the best college team, to the Bengals. It's like a coronation. He's, he's an Ohio kid, man. How yes, could you not absolutely. take him? Started out at Ohio State. Yeah. Uh, has been very outspoken in his Heisman speech. He was talking about, 
you know, how growing up in Ohio and the poverty and things like that and the area that he grew up in, um, it's like a, it was a perfect fit for them. He could be their, their LeBron. LeBron. There you yeah. go. There you know, you go. so, um, and I, I really like Joe Burrow. Uh, I think you, it's really hard not to, it's pretty amazing. The, um, the ascendancy, if that's a word that mm-hmm. he, you know, cause he looked pretty good at the end of 2018. He was really starting to come together, but nobody, I heard where they were talking about expecting him to go in the sixth round when they're projecting at the beginning of the season. Then we're talking about a guy that's consensus number one overall pick. I mean, I think maybe some people might've thought Chase Young or even Tua, for example, but. Yeah. Joe Burrow was the guy. Remember, it was tank for Tua. Yeah. You know, right. it was tank for Tua earlier yeah. in the year. Earlier in the year, yeah. And I, I think a lot of people were even looking forward to the next year whenever uh, Trevor Lawrence out of Clemson was going to be coming out because that mm-hmm. might oh, – that guy. Oh, oh my he gosh. might be the next Peyton Manning. So we just talk about, you know, the quarterback, okay? It's prevalent. It's number one pick material. Sure. The evidence is there for Joe Burrow. He's number one. But we both, I believe, both of us don't think he was the best player in the draft. So if you go back and look at years, dominant defensive player, I mean, that's the guy, right? If you don't have a quarterback like that. Okay, so not to get too deep into this, but that kind of brings up a point. And are we kind of losing the whole you win the games in the trenches thing? Because is it more Kansas City is setting this precedent of that you win with this amazing – you got to have a great quarterback for sure. Transcendent. Yeah, but – quarterback the weapons like drafting weapons drafting weapons and you know whereas before and i'm a firm believer in the drafting offensive linemen and defensive linemen yeah. because the normally the way that you win in the nfl is winning in the trenches of you know you protect the quarterback you rush the quarterback because i don't care what quarterback it is if he's getting harassed all day yeah. then you can beat him like you push him off the spot you do all those things then you can cause a lot of problems quarterbacks so. don't throw well from their ass no exactly Real poor. But uh, moving on from the Joe Burrow pick, you got Chase Young that went second. I think that was also a very uh, straightforward pick for the Redskins. They just drafted a quarterback last year. Um, We don't know what he's going to be. Although the window now to be good as a quarterback in the NFL, like you got three years tops. I've already heard people talking about um, – now I'm losing names. The Jets quarterback. uh, Oh, Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold, yes. Yeah. Sam Darnold is already being talked about as a bust, and it's third year, third year going in this year, and he was hurt most of last year or a lot of last year, I should yeah. say. With the uh, let's go back and look at them pre-draft analysis on Sam Darnold, yeah, and just tell me, you know, how surefire he was. He was the guy, yes, you know. And now look at it, yeah. How well, there was comparisons to Brett Favre and all that, but anyways, back to Chase Young, obviously. This dude is dominant. Yeah. And you saw, we talked about the Niners earlier, you saw what the addition of uh, Nick Bosa did for them. Immediately like, plug and play. Immediately made their defense. Now they had some other parts along the defensive line to go along with that, but so did the Redskins. Yeah, You know, the Redskins have been building up their defensive line for a while. And if you talk about the the situation in the NFC East right now, you've got Zeke Elliott. Yep. you got Saquon Barkley. Mm-hmm. Like, you need to be able to stop the run. Yeah. And then you look at quarterbacks. You know, you got guys that can get the ball down the field, and the better pressure, as always, that you can get on the quarterback is going to be better. And now they pair Chase Young with Montez Sweat, who they got last year. And uh, their interior defensive line was pretty stout last year. So the Redskins are building a pretty, pretty uh, formidable defensive line with this Chase Young pick. And, but uh, it, it, that might be a part of a dead era in football, though. 
True. You know, True. The, the times where you can win in the trenches might be yeah. might, might be might be gone. Ball it, control offense. Yes. You know what I mean? And if you're doing uh you're seeing more of the quick hitches and things like that and the guys with the awesome run after the catch that yeah. are becoming the things. You if the guy if the quarterback gets the ball out of his hands quick enough, it ain't gonna matter how good your pass rushers are. So Yeah. I mean, and or or how many you guys how many times you draft to like fill a basic need like oh i have to stop ezekiel elliott i'll just build my defensive line you miss one or two of those picks throughout a four-year period your rebuilding is over yeah. you have to start it all over again you know what i mean if you don't get the guy in the first couple of years of a rebuild you know it's either going to be a your starting quarterback for the next 10 years or b the defensive player that doesn't need any help you just stick him out there he rushes the quarterback he stops the run he can bat balls down um, if you don't hit on those guys right away, your team's not going to be very good. Well, exactly. You can't miss there at the top of the draft, and that's that's how teams that teams that do that, teams that miss, that's how they end up setting the franchise back like ten years. Well, it's you look you good. look at those old school. Like you got you got the Peyton Mannings. You know, if between him and Ryan Leaf at the time, it was a it was a coin flip. What they were saying who was going to be the better quarterback, and the Colts took Peyton Manning, and the rest is history. And the Chargers took Ryan Leaf and set their franchise back five years. So here, when we get to Detroit, you're going to talk about the other side of the coin here, because mm-hmm. everybody says it's chicken for the egg th- or the egg thing. Where do you want people that can rush the passer, or do you want cornerbacks that are shut down cornerbacks? And the Lions certainly got one in Akuda from Ohio yep. State. This guy, you know, is right up there with the top corners that have been drafted in recent years, such as, as a Jalen Ramsey, like. He's good, and they're going to need him to be good as they let go of Darius Slay, mm-hmm. and uh, the secondary was that was a need an issue for the Lions. That was a need. It, it was one of those rare situations where the need that you had on the team also fit best player on the board. You know, because they they always kind of get caught in that situation where they're trying to get team needs or you know best player on the board. And there's different you know there's different uh, so, strategies for that. Yeah, since we're talking about that philosophy, like what's your what's your belief in that? Are you Where's the balance between drafting for need versus drafting a player that is that blinking light where it's yeah. like, oh god, this guy's yeah, too so good. good. Like you yeah, can't, I just you can't, can't do, pass you can't him do anything. Up. Well, you best know, player available. But well, you know, I'm a Vikings fan. Uh, I'll throw my biases out there. Big Vikings fan, so that'll pop out in these from time to time. But you know, that was a philosophy that Dennis, Dennis Green put in play a long time ago. Best player, you know, pick the best player. That, that's how we got our Randy Mosses of the world or, you know, is that know, how we got yeah. you are who they, thought yeah, they th- th- thought they were <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But you know, the Randy Mosses of the world for the Vikings, you know, he was, oh God, he, he wasn't, he that. wasn't a need for that team, but he was the best <laughs> player on the board. You had to bring up Randy Moss. I still have found a way, but yeah, we'll see. The thing is I still have nightmares. Everybody that knows me knows I'm a Cowboys fan. And that year the Cowboys got Greg Ellis, who by all rights started out to be a great player perennial pro bowler, you know, uh, solid dude overall. Uh, but he wasn't freaking Randy Moss. And the yeah. Cowboys really, they were coming off their Super Bowl years. They really needed another could wide have, receiver. Could have, a, could have a Randy Moss. Could have saved kept, kept, career. Could have saved the dynasty for a little yeah. longer. You know, yeah. so you didn't have to wait so long for you guys to win. Or anything. at least maybe save Chan Gailey's job. I yeah, think he was the coach at that really, time. We're really yeah. worried about Chan Gailey's job. Well, but I mean, anyway. He got a raw deal. Anyway, we got on Randy Moss, and I'm glad that, that we touched that base. I'm glad we went there. You know, Minnesota bias. We made 
this whole yeah. podcast is like gravy now. <laughs> All right. The next pick was uh, the uh, Giants, who continue to try to shore up the uh, offensive line with uh, Andrew Thomas out of Georgia. And the one thing they said about Andrew Thomas is that uh, solid guy, solid, solid guy, guy, but ceiling is not really mm. there. Like yeah. he was, he was a great tackle. Anytime you and. The theme of this, if people aren't paying attention, which if you watch the draft, you know, is SEC. Like, mm-hmm. I get so sick of hearing about the SEC, but it's really true. True. Like, the, I think in the first Littered. four rounds, or three rounds, actually, they Littered. had 41 SEC players drafted. Littered. And I don't think – it's almost a safe zone, right? If you draft an SEC player, you're, you're like, well, we drafted from the SEC. Like, how can we go wrong there? You know, where yeah. – you know, obviously there's small school players that come up and do well, and there's other great conferences in the Power Five, and even the schools like Boise State and the yeah. Nevadas and stuff like that that put talented players. I'll put the SEC on this. You know, you can say it like this. You like what you see sometimes, and what are they pumping to us? Right through our veins is SEC football all over, mainstream, everywhere you look. You're going to have a primetime game that's going to have an SEC team, and – Drafted by the mass, okay? That team's good. It doesn't take, you know, you don't need a couple of good players to win. You have to have, like, ten. So, looking at this draft pick for the Giants, obviously they're trying to make things easier for Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley. Yeah, because I thought here there was a possibility with – their wide receiving core really needed a boost. So, I thought with the great wide receivers that are coming out that there was a chance. But, honestly, I don't really blame the Giants here because – they really needed offensive linemen and talented offensive linemen. Oh, man. Because if Daniel Jones showed a lot last year. He did. He did. And he had Saquon back And, there. man, if you can give Saquon – how many times did we watch Saquon? Some of it was his own doing, but a lot of times Saquon was being hit in the backfield before he even had a chance to yeah. get going, and that's what resulted in a lot of his negative runs. But if they can find a way to open some holes for yeah. Saquon – yeah, some pulling, Ooh, some pulling nasty. guards, pulling tackles. I mean, yeah, get him in space, right? Yeah, Barry Sanders Jr. will be going. Let, let him run over some people. Let him yeah. juke. So you know that that that's a team need though. That probably wasn't the best player on the board for them, but they had a need at offensive. Well, it was line. certainly. Well, that's the thing though. That draft was still tackle rich, and a lot of people think that maybe they should have went with the kid. Uh, why? Why wait? Wilf, sir. I, I have to look it up. I'll see. But Wide receiver rich, offensive tackle rich. I mean, Worfs. Yeah. yeah, I think it was Worfs. Yeah, we'll get to that later. But so they picked the tackle that they like, and Dave Gettleman is the GM for the Giants, and he's yeah. not always the no, most. Uh, I think he's made some uh, questionable moves over the years. Yeah. At the same time, though, I will say this: last year when he was drafting Daniel Jones, and I was like, "Are you kidding me?" Jury's like, still out. Yeah, it is still Jury's out. Still I don't want to get, but man, if you watch Daniel Jones, man, he's. Dude, he made some throws last year that were just Yeah, he was good. Man. Yeah, he's a young buck. I've yeah. seen these before. Yeah. They fizzle out if, if they're, if they're not good. We'll find out. We'll find out. Yeah. We'll find out. Jury's oh, and out. also, just for the record, I'm not going to sit here and like really lay it on thick for the Giants because I hate the Giants. Yeah. Let's be real. The Giants are terrible. Okay? Yeah. I'm really hoping Daniel Jones sucks and yeah. he's another version of – well, I don't hope he's another version of Eli because Eli won two Super Bowls as much as Oh, I, come on. I think he's overrated. 
Come on, uh, you loved Eli. He no, loved throwing it to God. you guys. He I love seeing his dumb face after he threw interceptions. I you love want that Eli part. back, man. No, you absolutely. Want, you want come him on back. back. You want him back. Come, uh, come throw some more of those interceptions. Yeah, and hot turnovers. But, you know, I mean, well, the jury's still out. You know, Sam Darnold isn't a bust yet. You know, he's, he's getting – I talked about accumulating data. We're accumulating some data. Daniel Jones, after, after one year, eh, he did all right. It was a bad, bad football team. He, won, he did win at least one game. On his very own. Yeah. Well, let's agree that the uh, the Giants suck. We'll just end it there. Yeah, they're going <laughs> to suck next year. Not a hot take. Probably yeah. not going to be a winning football I'm gonna, team. I'm going to catch some crap from that. But, uh, yeah. It is. Moving Giants on, suck. right? We yeah. said it. It happened. It's in the atmosphere. Speaking of crabby teams, we're let's get on to the Dolphins pick. Uh, yeah. They went with Tua. Yeah, dude. Tank for Tua. Yeah, there was a big um, – question as to whether or not they would do that i think some people even thought maybe the Bengals might go to it but i really a lot of smoke out there yeah a lot of smoke they were trying to chase miami off that fifth pick and to waste some of their draft capital to get up closer you know like the bears got fleeced a few years on mitch everyone was talking oh quarterback quarterback better trade your whole lot of picks get up here and get this great quarterback the dolphins didn't fold no the dolphins i actually like the fact that they stuck with their I feel like they stuck with probably their board there. They mm-hmm. they knew Tua was the guy they wanted all along. and But they could have moved off of him. They could have. Yeah. Yeah, there were still – They ab- weren't scared. Obviously, Miami needed a, a lot. So, yeah. they couldn't have really – they have to hit on this. But yeah. in the sense of picking – if they had a drafted a quarterback or wide receiver or whatever, like – yeah. They couldn't go wrong. Offensive linemen, they need all of those. But they things. kept all them second round picks. Yes. To stay right where they're well, at. And they and they got the guy they wanted. Yes. And that's the thing with all this that I think is the biggest importance out of it is people need to realize that draft capital, there's a reason that mm-hmm. it costs so much to move mm-hmm. up a couple of picks once you get in that first round. And I know there were some trades that were talked about, certainly in the teens of the draft and maybe even down there, but it costs so much to get up. Well, you and think about it in, the, in this sense. In this sense, Trent Williams, an established NFL player, you know, All Pro, great lineman, yes. took a year off. Okay, yeah, he got a third and a fifth to yeah. move on. Well, offensive tackles, especially left yeah. tackles, are so valuable. If he's good, if he's like three quarters of the player he is, he's probably better than a third and a fifth round pick. You yeah, I mean? but that's still that's two players. Capital. That's draft capital. Yeah, there's still two that's players that you might that one of those third round picks could be, you know, Tom Brady. You don't you throw don't your know. name in the pot. You got to draft right. Yes, you draft absolutely. Right. And I think too much now. Uh, it's one another reason why I was good uh, having the draft come in is so much now that people have really got into this mode of where my team needs to make this big splash in free agency. That's not the way you build a winning franchise. No. Like you fill holes yeah. with that. Yeah, but to build a winning franchise, you have to draft well. Yeah. And uh, I thought the Miami Dolphins got on the right track with Tua. Uh, the next guy was Justin Herbert. And mm. this is one of those ones. Mm. He kind of reminds me of Phillip Rivers. Mm. He really does. I don't know. Like, mm. he's one of those guys. Sounds like you don't really care for it. Well, it's all in the eyes for me. When I'm watching college quarterbacks, man, you know, they try to smoke and mirrors you a lot with that that run-read option stuff. Sure, a lot of scheming. Yeah, and, oh, he can throw the deep ball. Oh, great, he can get it 40 yards and catch a man in stride that's wide open. I watched a little bit of Justin Herbert. Pac-12 is on a lot here on Fox Sports, okay? He does not look guys off, like, at all. Like, at all. 
My he, Oregon Ducks fans are really uh, yeah. Right I mean, now. he's really great in that scheme. I just never saw it. Like, oh, he's an NFL quarterback. Is he Joey Harrington? He could. Well, Joey Harrington was a pretty little good slower, quarterback. A little slower. You know. Yeah. Less. Athletic, I'm thinking like a Jake sure. Locker. You know, the old okay. Washington. You yeah. Know? Okay. Yeah, he ran a lot of that. Big, strong guy could throw the ball deep. Just never got the feel for NFL football because he couldn't look people off. Like the art of deception for quarterback play. Well, it's a big pick for the Chargers because they're moving on from Phillip Rivers for the first time in what seems like forever. I believe Phillip Rivers was there for like 13 years. Yeah. Dude, th- this is a big step. I mean, they obviously let Melvin Gordon go this offseason. They're full, uh, they're full rebuild. They still ha- – but they do have weapons. Like you're on talking about Eckler that can help him out. You're talking about uh, – defense. Well, yeah, their defense is young Ooh. and nasty. Yeah, Derwin I think, James. Yeah, Derwin James and uh, Joey Bosa. Oh, my. Uh, yeah, and then they're running out a pretty good secondary. They just drafted. Um, they drafted well. They drafted Adderley, pretty well. The safety uh, last year that was highly. But their regarded. offense is going to be hot garbage this year. It might, might a lot of checkdowns to Eckler. So if you Keenan have Eckler Allen, and, and you're Allen thinking screens. about. If you're thinking about drafting Eckler this year on your fantasy team, maybe. Did they maybe. keep Mike Williams? I don't think they did. You know, it's just like, I okay, can't keep good up luck. With Mike Williams. <laughs> good luck, so rookie. Good yeah. luck, rookie. Now, well, you still got Tyrod Taylor there, who seems to be the guy that just kind of just gets, hey, we're going to draft a rookie quarterback, and then we need you to come in and be the stopgap. That seems yeah, to be Ty his Rod, plight. Can you uh, go ahead and uh, save our franchise? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, sure. I can yeah. totally do that. <laughs> I mean, I mean, you're going to give me $20 million, but, you know. Oh, going right. Yeah. Going right for that a quarterback. Is, that's something we need to talk about in the future. Man, these quarterback contracts are getting out of control. They can ruin teams. Yeah. The Vikings, yeah. They can just totally ruin teams. Then uh, next up, we had the uh, Carolina Panthers, who had a pretty safe pick. Uh, yeah. They picked Derek Brown, uh, a defensive tackle out of Auburn. Um, another guy, like I talked about with the Giants tackle earlier, that was a safe, like, solid dude with not much ceiling. But the thing is, we we all know about this. I mean, that might even be the thing you want, honestly, when you're looking at players. It's like, I know this guy is going to provide a need that we have, or he's going to fill the need that we have, and he's going to be a solid guy from day one. He may never be uh, J.J. Watt. Joe Thomas. Or or whoever, um, Fletcher Cox. Yeah. But Fletcher Cox has been a solid player for a long time in the NFL, and – he doesn't really get a lot of sacks, but he still averages, I think, like six sacks a year, and he's good. So if this guy's Fletcher Cox, then you got to be Is pretty there happy. Is such thing as a silent home run? You know, it could be a yeah, silent home be. run. It could be a silent home run. Yeah, I, I remember so many times where there's been guys that have been drafted, usually later in the first round, but that people have been like, well, I had a third-round grade on them, and that player turns out to be a perennial Pro Bowler. Oh, so gosh. Let's not. And, the NFL's and littered with that. That kind of talk is what these guys need to push them over the hump of being better is that chip on their shoulder. So we'll see with that one. But I thought Carolina is trying to get, especially on the defensive side of the football, they're really overall with Matt Rule being the new coach there, yeah. they're doing a rebuild. And uh, I thought it was a solid pick for them. Well, uh, yeah, they're going to they're, they're, they're try to live that, you know, that Patriot way. Yeah. So that's, oh God. That's yeah. the new thing, right? That's the new thing. Just just get a guy that was maybe ran tape for Bill Belichick at one time and make him a head coach. So he knows it all. Yeah. 
Belichick is. Uh, he, he gives out all the picks. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah, that good. Yeah. He's yeah. that good. The dog might get a coaching gig. <laughs> or if you shook hands with Sean McVay, that's the new thing. Yes. 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 Hey, you're a head coach in the NFL. Yes. Matt LaFleur. Maybe, maybe now there will be uh, team dogs yeah, every draft. Team dogs. Team dogs. Next up, we have the Arizona Cardinals at eight with Isaiah Simmons. Uh, another kind of uh, clone of that guy that you really don't know what position. It's kind of like Derwin James, like where you want to play him. But he's Could just he be kind a of, linebacker? Could he be a safety? Yeah, Could he's he play kind corner? of a utility player. And we've seen how that's worked out with Derwin James uh, yeah. in his first two years Ugh. in the league. Sometimes those guys, they're just football players. There you go, man. And to, to, uh, Teo, man. to draw back to a Bill Parcells thing, give me football players. Yeah. Like that's – that's what – and I know it seems – well, yeah, they're all football players. But I want guys that can do whatever I need them to do. If I need them to uh, have the position flex to cover a tight end on one play in the slot and then the next play to come up and blitz the quarterback, they can do that. And uh, Isaiah Simmons is certainly one of those guys that's kind of a hybrid player. Jamal but, Adams kind of? Yeah, he's he's fantastic and uh, obviously has the pedigree being a Clemson guy. Uh, Dabo Sweeney knows his players. That's yeah. another school that's just pumping out NFL yeah, players NFL right players. now. Yep. But uh, I think that's a pretty good pick for the Cardinals. Don't know what they're going to do with him, but I'm excited to see. And uh, But that, that, that would be a Cardinals pick, though. They, sure. they, they, they kind of made that, like, that, yeah. that, that linebacker freaking safety hybrid kind of position. Well, I think it's a good rebound for the Cardinals, too, though, because we're talking about a team that couldn't decide what they wanted to do. Tyron Matthew, that was uh, who I was thinking years. of earlier. Yeah. yeah Tyron Matthew. Yeah. I, I said I said Manti Teo, but I, I, was, I was wrong. I, I was thinking yeah. Tyron Matthew, kind of. And now we're getting into uh, the later picks that are kind of yeah. interesting to me. So the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars went with C.J. Henderson out of Florida. Um does it matter though for Jacksonville? I mean, there's been a lot of there's been a lot of stuff going on. I'm with surprised Jacksonville. they wanted to go back to the well on a cornerback. Yeah. They definitely needed a cornerback, but uh, yeah, after the Jalen Ramsey thing, there's like, just been things going on with Jacksonville. It's like, do you want to go there? How about two? What was it? Three years ago? Now you had a young, up and coming. Amazing yeah. defense, one of the best defenses we've seen in the wild. AFC Championship, AFC Championship game. They got a little robbed against the Patriots and Tom Brady, like a lot of teams do. But and then it just stopped. Yeah. Oh, so can, can we have a drink? Well, they had to a the guy. Jacksonville Jaguars, like Blake yeah. Bortles. Yeah, man. Bortles. Bortles. God. They had everybody like lined up, and then they didn't want to pay players anymore. Yeah. Small were, market. Yeah, like, dude. Just like. Got gobbled up by the system, you know? Poor Jacksonville. Well, they need to find a quarterback, and that's mm -hmm. my thing in this draft. I feel like that um, – They've been really bad at that, too. They don't have that many weapons on offense. Now they're talking about trading uh, Leonard Fournette. Yeah. Uh, it's funny, too, because that was a young team, and they're Their already talking about Lyman blowing was, it up. was already – like, yeah. Like, he got in an argument on Twitter with his oh, – with, with the owner – well, that last year, horrible. Yeah, last year you had Leonard Fournette fighting on the sidelines with his offensive linemen and things and you like got, that. You know, and then you're like, oh, uh, oh, quarterback. We need. Oh, we'll get. We're finally moving on from Blake Bortles, guys. You know, we're so so excited. We're gonna bring in Nick Foles. Oh, he just won a Super Bowl. And then he gets hurt. And then he gets hurt. And then he comes back and sucks hard. Yeah. And they they bring back the bandana guy. We'll get into Nick Foles later, but I thought the C.J. Henderson pick still was a pretty good pick, just in the sense of that. This is a guy that is a great cover corner. Uh, he's not a big tackler or anything like that, which scares me a little bit in the NFL because as a quarterback in the NFL, 
nowadays because of all the quick hitches and the little screen passes, like you have to be able to come up and tackle. <clears throat> and this guy is from the Deion Sanders school of tackling where it's yeah. a business decision. Yeah. So, I mean. But I think Jacksonville is going to take over the mantle of, of the Miami Dolphins of last year. I think, think Jacksonville so. is going to be the new. You're not. Miami you don't Dolphins. believe in Minshew magic. No, no, I don't. <laughs> Shout out to Connor Minshew or Gardner Minshew. He Gardner. was uh, the style's there. He was a fun guy to watch last he year. He is a fun guy to watch, but I don't think he's a transcendent guy. Probably not. No. Uh, next up, we had at pick ten. We had Cleveland that went with a tackle out of Alabama, Jedrick Wills. Alabama. Uh, so definitely trying to protect Baker Mayfield and yeah. uh, open some holes for Nick Chubb, who was amazing last yeah. year. Not can't say the same for Baker Mayfield, but uh, maybe you got hot turnovers, man. You got hot turnovers with Baker. I mean, new coach he, in Cleveland. Hey, Stefanski's gonna do great, man. Cleveland's so? Cleveland's gonna be good. Yeah, Stefanski was in the Vikings organization for like ten plus years. Like, he made it through three different coaching regimes and hung on there like a well, Klingon, we, you know? Right. We talk about Jacksonville being dysfunctional. Like, Cleveland, even though they've got more talent in the last few years, the dysfunction has remained. Like, you're still – you're looking at the third head coach in three years. You're looking He's at – He's not that guy, though. The front office has moved out again. Yeah, hopefully He's not. He's not a Freddie Bear Kitchens. Hopefully you know I mean? the uh, the Cleveland front office learns that all this turnover every, you know – year or so is ridiculous and you can't run a stable franchise like that and you can't build a franchise like that so hopefully for my browns fans out there you know it's, it's gonna happen this guy's solid a replacement uh on their offensive line for what they definitely needed ever since um they've had uh yeah it's, it's been horrible horrible turnover there but I, I think it's gonna change they got they got the players they well they play in a get... tough division they do that I don't care how – it's kind of like the NFC East to me because no matter how good any team actually really is, the games within the division are always, like, tough, you know, knockdown, dragouts. And he got you know, he got Baltimore. You got to knock off the king seat right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. You know, and uh, the Steelers have worked on uh, improving yeah. their roster. We'll get to m more on them later. But uh, Cleveland just – did someone find they Ben Roethlisberger a, a home? Lot. Did they find him a home? Did they find <laughs> Ben Roethlisberger? If they found him a home, they have a football team. And he shaved that damn beard off and took the 30 pounds <laughs> All off. All right, him. hold on. We're not Steelers talk yet. We'll have to bring Charlie in for that. But as far as Cleveland goes, yeah, maybe. They're doing some good things. It's this hard. I just, I'm, it's like that, uh, the situation where it's like, a girlfriend or maybe a new person that you're dating and you kind of want to like them yeah. and you do like them and you think they have a lot of good assets, but then in the end they always end up being a crazy person. Yeah. And that's one of those things with Cleveland where they just, they got to get rid of the crazy man. I think they brought a dad into the situation. He's going to a stable person, stable person. He's, he's here to bring home the bread, you know, and Baker, he's there to bake some bread. I'm excited about it because you know it's going to be volatile no matter what, as long as Odell's around. Yeah, as long as Odell's around, it'll be fun. But there's at least now there's an adult in the room. I felt like Freddie Kitchens was more of a a guy that just appeased superstars. Oh, yeah. So sure. you, you don't need to bow down and kiss the rings of your players. You need to you need them to no, play you for you. Take that Jimmy Johnson approach and come in there and just wreck shop. Stefanski's an adult. And if they want to play, if they don't want to play for Stefanski, they're going to have big problems. That'll be it. All right. Well, 
moving on to the next pick now, we have the aforementioned Jets that went with what some people thought was the best tackle in the draft, Makai Becton out of Louisville. And that's another team that probably could have went either way. They could have grabbed one of those wide receivers. Uh, they could have grabbed uh, one of the defensive players that was still left. But they went with protecting and opening holes for Le'Veon Bell. Yeah. So, But don't you love it when that happens? Like I felt like the draft doesn't start until a guy falls. Like to you, sure. Yeah, no, like, that's an interesting dynamic of the draft. That's yeah. a good point. Yeah. So when when things like that happen, it's like it just reshuffles the deck for everyone else. When a player that good falls that far down, and there's the team there just to scoop them on up, you know. And dude, a recurring theme of this draft was these tackles that are just giants. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're this guy Makai Becton, dude. Nimble. He's like six seven, I want to say, and just a monster. And uh was better known for his run blocking, but he still has the athleticism, and that's what you want in your tackles, right? The athleticism to take on the Chase Youngs mm-hmm. and Bosa's and things like that. Because But they're nimble. This guy had a six pack. Yeah. It's good stuff. Six seven, three hundred plus pounds with a six pack. I mean, like, what is that? Mm-hmm. I, I really like the pick for the Jets. I don't know what's going on with their they're another dysfunctional team, which is probably a recurring theme for all these teams that are terrible. But a spot in the tournament just opened up. You know? I mean the yeah. New England Patriots are no longer gonna dominate That's that a good division. Point. We didn't even no mention long, that. They're no longer gonna dominate a, a, a golden ticket. Yeah. Is open. And also, let's not forget with the new CBA, which was just ratified recently, there's an extra playoff team in each conference. So yeah, possibly, could be a thing. Yeah, possibly an extra two game. spots open. An up. extra game. When you're concerned about the Jets, or if you're a Jets, 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 Jets fan, you got to be okay with it. You got to be. Okay. be you got to feel pretty good about getting somebody to protect Arnold. I know it's not a sexy pick, but at the same time, like, who cares mm-hmm. if your quarterback again? As you said earlier, if your quarterback's on that on his ass the whole time, it doesn't matter. Well, you'll care in four years when you missed. That that that'll 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 burn that'll burn hard, you know those top ten picks. You don't want well, to you don't want to suck for too long to get these. It's not the process in the NFL that doesn't work, you know, to get multiple high high dollar draft picks at the expense of you know winning games. All right, and next we had the interesting and how would you say uh, un. Unoriginal, not unoriginal. What am I trying to look for here? The uh, radical Raiders of Las Vegas. And first off, let's say this. I feel terrible for the city of Las Vegas that they didn't get to host this draft. As much as we said this draft went out without, went off without a hitch and technical difficulties and things like that. The, the, the Las Vegas draft would have been so amazing. That yeah, they had the Bellagio they set had up everything. in the fountain. They had everything. Like, Just that town is fun without an NFL draft going on. Yeah, and then you get to insert something like that, and it's like kind of like it's 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 opening day for them. You know yes, what I mean? They absolutely. are. This is their welcoming party to and the could NFL. Could you imagine how crazy Vegas was going to be? Yeah, with the NFL draft there, it would have been great. You know, let's just get these NFL players right off the boat, and we'll teach them what the NFL life is all about. Welcome to Las Vegas. You just got millions of dollars. Here you go. 
Now, <laughs> Would you imagine I don't, that? I don't want to get too deep into this because this is not what we're talking about today, but I think it's going to be such an interesting dynamic with a football team in Vegas now and how, I mean, players are all about the mm-hmm. guy they drafted, Henry Rux, right? Yeah. This dude is in his living room in a bathrobe, right? Yeah. Does that not scare you of drafting that personality to come and play in Vegas where there's gambling and drugs and women yeah. and like it's just all yeah, the, all the things that can get you in trouble. The biggest drug of all, women. Yes. You know? Oh man. It I you know, I wish we could have a tab on here where we could show, you know, a betting line for the first NFL player to get arrested. In, in, Vegas. Las, in Las Vegas. Well, they're probably after, after an away we'll game or after a home game. I'll, I'll have, have to, to talk to my friend out. Wayne so he can give me the odds on that. It'd probably be a good one. Yeah. We could probably find some in the dredges. Like Odell? You think Odell would be one of them? Oh, man. Yeah? He might be traded before the season starts, too. Who knows? It, That's crazy. To a team that has to play Vegas. Yeah. So, they uh, were really looking for – I mean, because obviously, I think most people would say that Ruggs was the least uh, polished out of the top wide receivers between uh, C.D. Lamb and yeah. Jerry Judy. Um, this is a guy that's a speed guy, and Al Davis yeah. rolled over in his grave and made this pick, I think, because yeah. you know how much Al Davis was into speed. Yeah. So And uh, picking the wrong wide receiver. Yeah. Uh, James <laughs> Jett comes to mind. Yeah, and, there, uh, there's a few of them. Yeah. Yeah, he definitely came back from the grave and picked the wrong, wrong wide receiver at that time. I don't think he was Darius a, Hayward Bay. Yeah, hey Bay Bay. Yeah, yeah, you know, nah, speed I kills. Know. I get it, but uh, you got to catch gotta the thing. You got to run. You got to run routes. You got to like football. Well, I heard some analysis too where they were talking about that. Uh, obviously, Henry Ruggs was on the same team with Jerry Judy, and uh, there were times where they're both running a go route, and Judy's ahead of Ruggs. And that shouldn't be possible no. as fast as Ruggs is. And supreme athleticism. We're talking about a guy that's 97th percentile athlete. Got to translate. Got to translate. Got to translate, man. It's got to translate. I, they, they, I, I don't think they picked the right the right guy on the board there. You know. Well, no, we'll, especially we'll, if you're not considering him to be your number one guy. And it, definitely, if I'm drafting a receiver, number 12 in the draft, I'm mm. expecting that guy to be my number one guy mm-hmm. for a long time. Long time. Don't have to worry about it. But you know what? And I, I actually don't want to ride him too much because Gruden and, and uh, Madoc have done a pretty dang good job over there. You know, you you say that they're coming off of, like, the Khalil Mack trade and all, sure. the, all the value it got for that. I think that team's getting close. I think My only thing close. when I watch how they draft is there's a lot of stuff that's really – I was trying to think of the word for it earlier. It's off the wall. Yeah. They're very – and that works for some – for some teams, you look at Belichick, a lot of times he doesn't care what anybody – no grades or nothing like that. He picks the guy that he wants. But Maddox always was always the draft guy. Yeah. He was always the draft guy. So this is where he should excel. So you just got to maybe give him a couple years under that with all them draft well, picks. Well, I can tell you right now, if this was my choice with Derek Carr at quarterback, give me a guy – and this is why I don't know why they traded Amari Cooper. Give me a guy that gets open. I and I don't that. know that Ruggs – but I, it could be a response to, you know, this could be their um, uh, Tyreek Hill mm. that that maybe they're trying to keep up with uh, Kansas City in the division. And, you know, obviously the, some of the other teams in the division have great wide receiving course. But I would rather go the opposite way. I'd rather find DBs that can do that. And, you know, certainly – There ain't I enough don't know DBs that, on the world. 
Yeah, and but if I was going to select a receiver there, I want the all-around guy. I want the guy that I know is going to be getting that separation and giving Derek Carr easy throws. Mm. Because in order for Derek Carr to throw the ball down the field, which he doesn't like to do for some reason, I need a guy that's going to get open. I, yeah. I And I don't know that Ruggs is that guy. Uh, he's certainly fast as hell. But uh, is he the guy that's going to be able to consistently get open, or is he going to get bullied at the line of scrimmage? Well, the writing on the wall is is that I don't think Carr is Gruden's guy, and I think that he there's been enough writing on the wall to kind of show you that, you know. So he has a lot of quarterbacks on his roster. It was on Hard Knocks last year. They even picked up another one pre pre draft. Sure, I mean he <clears throat> is not sold on Derek Carr, and you know it's it's gonna it. That it's not his guy. You you can tell. Well, there was talk about them grabbing, you know, like a Cam Newton or or somebody else in free agency as well. Uh, even in on the Tom Brady sweepstakes. Um, Poor Cam Newton. Yeah. And speaking of the Tom Brady sweepstakes, that's our next team up. We got the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers who traded up. Traded up with the uh, 49ers. Basically, they just swapped picks. Yeah. And uh, they drafted um, Trifton. Oh, Tristan. Tristan Wirfs out of uh, Iowa. Shout out to my buddy Eric, big Iowa fan. Big 10. Yeah. For real. That's uh, that's where the football happens. Most people, which is interesting because most people had this guy as their number one tackle. Yeah. A number one, like a giant. Just corn fed Big 10 running the football. Yeah, and you can say corn fed here because it's from Iowa. It's fine. It's from Iowa. Yeah, yeah, but uh, he just looks like a prototypical left tackle in the NFL. I don't know if they're going to play him on the left side, but I guarantee you, with Tom Brady at this point in his career, you that want, had to be a point of emphasis. You want a guy him. that stands upright. Yeah, you know, Tom Brady has never been a mover and shaker back there, ever. Couldn't that? Couldn't that? Like this whole draft, do you think it might have been centered around what do we got to do to get the de- the best situation for Tom Brady? Yeah, we got to get this horse across the finish line. You know, yeah. th- th- he's had a long run. Okay, he's in a new stable now. You know, he needs he needs people to help him across the finish line. And I think the days of him carrying a football team are gone for him. He needs a supporting cast, and oh boy, in Tampa he's got he's got some people. So if you can keep him upright, that receiving. Oh, and if if Gronk is back back, if that's Gronk time, so- it's gonna be. They got to get that horse across the finish line. They got to block him for him. They got to block for him. That's a good point. I I um I was thinking about this the other day, and for some reason, I was thinking Gronk was like thir- mid thirties, maybe thirty four at the youngest. He's a young Gronk's, man. Gronk's thirty. He's a young man. He's thirty. Yeah. This is not like the Cowboys re-signing Jason Witten. I mean, this is like he's you're getting even... a guy that could still be, and he's had a year off to heal his body, and that was always the problem with Gronk, right? Is that he just got beat up so much, but you got a guy who is coming off a season off. Yes, that's something to take out of it. But remember when Ricky Williams came back after taking his time off to go smoke weed? Yeah. Like, Ricky Williams was still pretty good. I'm pretty sure he had an 1,800-yard season for the Dolphins. He did really well. Yes. He did have another running back downtown, yes. Ronnie Brown. Yeah. Well, that that uh that backfield at that mm. time was pretty good. Um. But yeah, the Gronk thing. The only thing that didn't he make sense. He has a cyborg. He's a cyborg. Yeah. So we don't know. Maybe he's been reprogrammed <laughs> to come back and. The no only way. thing that didn't make sense to me about that was the fact that you have OJ Howard. Mm. You also have Cameron Brate, 
who's not bad. Like I would, if, if for some reason, you know, he's not, he's the guy that they want to trade instead of OJ Howard. Like I would take Cameron Braid on my team. Dude. Like he's a poor man's freaking Jason Witten. Man. I get it, man. Like if they want to rebuild that new England team that had, you know, Randy Moss, Aaron Hernandez, Rob Gronkowski, They've got some things there that are eerily similar to that, you know, that, that how do you feel? Team. How do you feel about how Tom Brady is going to be with that team? Because I you got to understand something. You got to understand something. We're talking about some, I don't know how Godwin is really, but he really kind of came into his own last year. But Mike Evans is prototypical prima donna wide receiver. I'm not saying he's a bad guy. I'm just saying that Mike Evans is like, so if Mike Evans runs the wrong route one time Mm -hmm. or several times and Tom Brady comes over there and is like, hey, listen, dude, what the hell are you doing? Like, how is Mike Evans or is he going to be the malcontent that a lot of those guys turn out to be? I don't know. But is that is that kind of like nostalgia kind of reflect in the NFL? Is it it like the same for the fans? Like if you were to meet Tom Brady, would you be like, oh, Tom Brady, it's so good to meet you? Or would you? yell some explicitives at him and, and walk off to the sideline with, with, with him. It's either what's his personality type. I don't know. I mean, well, I think definitely initially it's going to be like, holy shit. How hard would you Brady. come at him? You know? Yeah. I think it depends on whether or not he respects the fact that it's Tom Brady and how long he respects the fact that it's Tom Brady yeah. and he's won like countless championships. And then, but I think that could definitely be an issue. I even think he could butt heads with Bruce Arians. Yeah. But, I mean, sometimes that's not a bad deal. Like, I'm sure Tom Brady didn't always agree with Belichick, and there's some some sentiment out there that Belichick's the one that pushed him out the door. Yeah. So, um, I, I just think that uh, definitely this whole draft was centered around getting better for Tom Brady for the Bucks, and uh, good job, Bucks fans. I, 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 I wish him well. Yeah. I, really, I, really, I really do. We'll see. I think they're at least the playoff team. I really do. Even well, I mean, in a tough NFC, like it's, it's good for me. Take some games off the Saints, you know. Take some games off the Falcons. Yeah, that's another division that's yeah, going to be. It's great. Contested. You guys beat each other out. We'll see you in the wild card round. Moving on. Let's keep yeah. her moving. So next up, we got the uh, San Francisco 49ers that selected uh, Javon Kenlaw, and that was a lot to do with yeah. the fact that they just traded DeForest Buckner, Buckner to the uh, Colts, I believe. Yeah, good player. And, yeah, Ooh. great player, and he, and also that's one of those things that where I don't know that they're not doing something really smart there because they knew it's a salary cap bust. Exactly. exactly. It's a money grab, man. They knew Get that they weren't going to be able to resign DeForest Buckner, and they ended up getting a guy that was thought of the same kind yeah. of as Buckner was coming out of uh, college. I believe it was at Oregon, but uh, you know, another guy that's out of the sec coming in from South Carolina and um, you know, it's it's a money thing for those guys, man. So they they know they know what's coming up when they got to resign Bosa. You know they're gonna have to give them a million, but they already got Garoppolo on the hook. You know they've got they've got money that they need some to allocate forward, thinking forward, from, forward thinking. Forward forward thinking. Stay competitive. Get a young buck in there. They know that Bosa's gonna dominate the edge, and if you just get a little push up front, you're gonna be fine. Well, and also um, I think that's the way that they've been building is. So they've just decided to keep on going with that, of keep yeah. building that defensive lineup. And if you watch that defense last year, the linebackers ran free. They had them. Which is huge because if even if you have sideline-to-sideline side linebackers, if you can't keep the uh, the offensive linemen off the second level, mm. it doesn't matter. 
So they're not going to be able to run free, but they know that one of their strengths is the fact because of that, the fact that their defensive line is so good that their linebackers are able to run to the football. And that's such a huge deal. And uh, I got to give them credit. The formula is good. The formula is really good. It is. They they should have won the Super Bowl, you know? So So that comes back to what we were talking about in the open about those transcendent quarterbacks and high-flying offenses versus this in-the-trenches. Not a Garoppolo Ky- fan? Well, <laughs> not a Just real – like, like, like Kyle Shanahan lost two Super Bowls in my yeah. mind. So same way. I, I Same way, didn't run the ball. I mean, the I think the outlier – I mean, it worked. I mean, they, they, they chose to go with men in the trenches up against a high-flying offense, and we saw it for three quarters. It was working. So this brings up another good philosophy point of – the one way that people have always used to beat the high-flying offenses is to play ball control. Yeah, run the ball. And, and run the ball. And that Atlanta, when he was with Atlanta and when he's with the 49ers, obviously that was the way that they won, but they got away Wait from that and the Super Bowl. At Bowls the finish lines. For no reason, apparently. For no reason. Yeah, if I'm a 49ers fan, like I'm, I'm super salty. Well, you I, are. You ask are Atlanta, salty. they're still salty. Yeah, yeah you're, you're still salty, but the future is bright. The model's there. Like John Lynch is running a real good, real good program. But is there. the future bright? It is. Because my only thing with that is, if you don't get over the hump, or if you can't get over the hump, we thought even after Atlanta lost the Super Bowl, right? Mm-hmm. We thought the future was bright for them, and now Atlanta's been relegated back. Matt to Ryan's older relevance. than that, though. Garoppolo's still young. True. True. I'm and, just and, saying and, it changes in the NFL. You, you know, the the Rams the year before were the darling of the NFL, well, and they're they were. Didn't even make the playoffs last year. Well, they cleared space. You know, they got rid of Matt Breda. You know, and something they did a couple years ago is they t- they brought in Jarek McKinnon, and he's never gotten a chance. He's never gotten a chance to run in that offense. So he's like Tavon Coleman, Jarek McKinnon. Tavon uh, Coleman was the Tevin se- Coleman. Yeah. Te- Tevin Coleman was the second yeah. guy to come in there, mm-hmm. but they really want Jarek McKinnon. He's the guy that came from the Vikings two years ago. He's got hurt. You think he's, he's going to make it through the offseason? I do. I think he's I, a I, so candidate. so I think that Breda being moved. Was already them clearing space to get. Don't him forget on Mostert. Yeah, M- well, Mo- Mostert's good, but I'm telling you, they haven't dropped him, and they signed him to a bunch of money. And I know this might be getting a little bit off topic here, but uh, that's one of the things that is kind of stuck out in this draft too. One running back in the first round, mm. one, and yeah. I'm like, I think people now. Obviously, I don't know that there were any like there were no. Saquon Barkley's or Zeke Elliott's. There was a lot of good running backs. But there were good running backs. Oh, my. And if you look at the NFL, if anything that especially Mm. teams like the 49ers have showed you is that the running back has been a little devalued. Like, I know some guys are getting big contracts, but look at Gurley. He just got his big contract two years ago. Now he's on a different team. You know, one bad year and he's on a different team. It's, uh, you know, one of those things where the running back is not really – well, thing they, 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 it was they a wide receiver rich draft too. So, and speaking of wide receivers, next yes. up we had the Denver Broncos. We're getting into some more of those wide receivers. Jerry Judy. Yeah. Ooh. I know yeah. a lot of people. I know a certain person in specific that doesn't like it whenever I talk about route runners, but that's the new times in the NFL. You want a guy that runs precise routes. Like those are the guys that are the ones that are seem to be the ones that pan out the best in the NFL, in my opinion. And some some of these guys, obviously, you have some anomalies. like Got to uh, catch the ball. Yes, got to catch the ball. But you have anomalies like um, 
that are able to do all of those things like a Calvin Johnson or mm-hmm. whatever. But that's, to, that's becoming one of the more important things. And it's wide receiver. You man, making it easier on the quarterback, right? Wide receiver. You, I want a guy that can get open. And obviously Denver's quarterback situation is a little still in Harry. Yeah. yeah. It's definitely in question. Obviously, Drew Locke is there, but I don't know that Drew Locke is any better than. Can John Elway pick a quarterback, guys. please? Can he pick one? Well, he can trade he, for one. He's a guy that was the best. Why can the, the the one of the best quarterbacks to ever play NFL football can't pick a guy to be a quarterback? It's a good question. Uh, can we put that on Twitter? Yeah. Tell me why John Elway John. can't pick. What's Why up, can't, you, can't you pick a quarterback, man? Come on, you were you were well, a quarterback. If you ask him, he probably thinks he does. Uh, he probably thinks that Drew Locke is the guy. I'm not so sure about that. You play to win the yeah, game, exactly. Jeremy. And, and they tried to go with uh, the retread Joe Flacco last yeah. year. Joe, Joe Succo, as I call him. Did anyone but. not believe that he was going to fail? Did um, anyone believe? You know what, Joe Flacco? Yeah. You didn't have an amazing year this year. Doesn't really get the juices pumping, yeah, does it's it? Like, yeah. Oh, I can't. I'm going to go buy some more season tickets for the Broncos. Joe Flacco's yeah. our. They're in that weird place where they're not. <laughs> they haven't fully committed to rebuilding, but they really are. But they should have blown it that. up three years ago. Yeah. Yeah. You should have just blew it up and got rid of your Chris Harris's and things like that a lot sooner. Um, but that's an interesting thing, and that's what I'm surprised they didn't grasp at straws and go get Cam Newton, man. I'm really surprised. Well, that was still totally time a for Denver that. thing. There's Total still time Denver for that. thing. We're not dead yet. We're bringing in Cam well, Newton. Well, if you look at what happens a lot of times with those guys, a lot of times they're the ones that are brought in like after some injury in training camp or after Drew Locke's not looking so hot in practice, you know, or they don't have – and they're like, well, you know, Cam's going to come in and compete, but uh, we just need a little depth <laughs> at the quarterback Louise. position, you know. That's, oh, yeah, Cam, you know what, by the way, you're going to learn a new offense in two weeks, yeah. and you're going to be the no, starting that's quarterback. Another thing. That's oh, a good yeah, point. You're going to be really good at you're it. You're setting those guys up oh. for failure by not bringing I know you in. haven't played football in a year and you had a shoulder injury, but I think you're, you know, two weeks, that's all you need for a mini camp. You're ready to go. You're ready to go. But just to hit back on Jerry Judy, obviously the pedigree is there. Alabama wide receiver. It seems like they just Alabama. keep rolling them out. Oh, them it's and wide Clemson. receiver you, man. Yeah, them, Clemson, and LSU. That's Those are the ones that just keep pumping out wide receivers. But they're not dominant. on the same level. There's like Alabama and everyone else are wide receivers. It really yeah. is. Sorry. Well, Odell Beckham might have something to say about that. One? LSU one? Guy. You could probably DeAndre name, Hopkins. You could, okay. Clemson. Yeah. Few guys, those are two. Those yeah. are two. That, that Dude, are there five you cannot Alabama, throw shade five, at Clemson on their wide receivers. Are there five Alabama Sammy wide Watkins. receivers that are number one wide receivers in the NFL right now? You name two from two well, competing organizations. They definitely have top wide receivers, and you know I'm a big Amari Cooper fan. So. Oh, Amari. Julio Jones. Julio's pretty Julio Honus. I don't know. There's probably yeah. a couple more out there that I can't think of right at the moment. Two guys that just got paid, too. Oh. You know, it's interesting. I was thinking about this as these receivers are drafted. This was the year that receivers got their money. Yeah. Like, so you're talking about, uh, and really even the year before with Odell Beckham, but you're talking about Amari, Amari. got paid, Julio got Julio, paid. Julio got paid. Um, uh, New Orleans Saints. Michael uh, Thomas. Michael Thomas. Lots Michael and lots Thomas of dollars. They, they opened up the Brinks truck for that guy. Like, yeah. he's a standard now. Yes. Like, that's <laughs> that's how you open negotiations now. Ohio well, I, State I want product, what Michael Thomas made. Yeah. Oh, oh, okay. That wasn't a thing till Michael Thomas got paid. But Jerry Judy should help out in Denver. He's a uh, great route runner. Uh, yeah. Going to get open a lot, and you pair him up 
with uh, Cortland Sutton, which yeah. they drafted last year. Great fantasy pickup last yeah. year. So that's where we're at with that. And then on to the next one, speaking of Atlanta and Julio Honus. Yeah. He has a new practice teammate that's yeah. a cornerback, A.J. Terrell, also out of Clemson. Also out of uh, Clemson. The things that I heard about him was, you know, I watched a lot of Clemson this year just because they were good. But uh, one they of the didn't things play a lot of defense. He had a rough national championship. He did. Everyone, everyone saw it. Like he literally had to be put on the third wide receiver because his confidence was so. Yeah. Shaky. Also everyone says a lot about it. LSU wide receivers. Everyone, everyone saw it. Yeah, that's uh that's got to be. And you know, at the cornerback position, your psyche is like so important. Did that guy just get burned again for a touchdown? Yeah. Oh, damn. That sucks. Which is also, it's easy for us to sit on our couch and say that because, oh, yeah. you know. I seriously could have given that guy a pep talk like, don't do that anymore. Yeah. <laughs> hey, guy. Hey, can you, what uh, did you just do that? Why don't you just stop uh, doing that? That's the fourth touchdown. But bro. congratulations. You're a first-round pick in the NFL draft. Yeah. Obviously, though, he has all the measurables. He's a big uh, big guy. Has the pedigree coming from Clemson. He also covered a lot of really good wide receivers and did just fine. So, I don't you know, think he's a keep you on an island guy, though. It's interesting to me because Atlanta uh, has kind of is retooling their defense and their secondary specifically to be fast. Yeah, they so, want to be fast. We'll see what happens with that. Uh, Atlanta's in that division with the Saints and all that, so they're going to have to start trying to bolster their secondary, and this is a start to that. Big fan of that. Um, so. Now I get to be a homer a little bit, mm. and we're going to talk about uh, the fantastic pickup my Dallas Cowboys made. Dallas Cowboys. Of Also, it's kind of bittersweet for me, though, because as you know, I'm also a Texas Longhorn fan, and we just drafted You really like people Sooner. from Oklahoma. I'm, I'm not a big fan. You've gotten a few. I mean, I'm looking at the board right now, Jeremy. Well, for, they did. Two they of your did first a, three picks are from Oklahoma. They did have an Oklahoma draft. I, you don't understand. But they're probably it. like actually from Texas, though, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. Certainly, <laughs> CD Lamb <laughs> CD actually Lamb. is from Texas. CD Lamb. Is this, is there's not enough open spots in Texas for the for well, University I mean, of Texas. We got a, we got a so lot. So you of, let all your no, hold on a Let second. all the players go to Oklahoma. If we got, we're like the SEC of NFL draft. Like for the, a lot of our high school kids end up being NFL players. I'm a just decade saying. ago. No, come on. Let's oh, be real. Well, well, actually, I liked your draft. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna even be that guy that hates. So, CD Lamb, you're adding mm, that dude with Amari Cooper, Michael Gallup, and Zeke Elliott. I mean, whoa, that's uh, that's an impressive group of receivers that you're trotting out there. And yeah. believe it or not, I, I understand it wasn't maybe the most, the biggest need or whatever. But I feel like this was an example of kind of a need because Randall Cobb moved on. And most of the time in the NFL, you're coming out in three wide receiver sets, correct? Well, yeah. And so, they want they want to put up points. You could That's why your nickel corner is a starter most of the time. You can see what they're doing though. They're they're taking that approach we were talking about earlier. They want to be a rock shot team. They want to they want to score a million damn points. Yeah, and and I'm a firm believer in team 40 burger. Yeah. Like just score 40 points every game, and that's it. If you look at uh, Kansas City as a prime example, if you look at them last year, you know, even in the playoffs, what were they down? 21 nothing to yeah. the Texans. 
And no problem, guy, we're going to blow you out. Yes, they do have that guy. And I understand. That guy. I understand that Dak Prescott is not uh, Patrick Mahomes. But at the same time, Dak did throw for almost 5,000 oh. yards last year. I mean, this Disclaimer. is... Disclaimer. If yeah. Dak Prescott's around in like the second round of my fantasy draft, he's going to come on this team. Yeah, he was a great fantasy quarterback last he's year. He's going to be better next year. Yes, 100%. I don't talk saying they're going to win a bunch of games. I'm well, and the interesting thing about a, the interesting thing about a guy like CeeDee Lamb, and he's the guy that I was talking about that you can throw those five-yard hitches to, and yeah. he takes it 70 to the house. Mm-hmm. Like, that's a huge – he reminds me of an Odell Beckham type of player. He's a little bit bigger than Beckham, but not much. But he catches everything. He can, you know, get open. He's a precise route runner. Uh, just an all-around receiver. He doesn't have that top-end speed, but still, 4-5, you're not – if he needs to run a go route, he's getting open. But why do we always do that with draft picks, though? Why do we always attach a name to them like that? Is he going to – is he that? No, he's a rookie. I yeah. like what he's got on tape. He's 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 a, he's a good player, but I just – when it comes to the well, draft, I really hate when they – oh, I'm, this guy's the next Tom Brady. He's the next skinny white guy that's going to dominate yeah, the NFL. Sure. I hate this. I hate I, – I don't, I don't like it. Well, my thing is, Zach, is I just want you to mark my words right now. Okay, I'm writing if, it down. I'm if C.D. Lamb is not a dominant, like, mm-hmm. rookie of the year type candidate okay. next year, I will be shocked. Do you want to go receiver on receiver here? Do you want to, like, just friendly friendly wager? You got C.D. Lamb. You got C.D. Lamb, Oklahoma. Sure. And you got, then you got Justin Jeffries, LSU. Yeah, the guy that caught those four touchdowns against uh, A.J. Yeah. Terrell. I don't know. You want to go an over-under on Lamb and, and Jeffries? Well, I am thinking we'll get to your Vikings more in depth, but I am thinking that uh, the – and I like the pick, by the way, but I am thinking that uh, your Vikings have a little less to spread the ball around because you're giving the ball to either him, Adam Thielen, or um, Dalvin Cook. Cook. So – Some some could argue that Dak Prescott hands off the ball to – Well, and then the one thing – the one comparison I would say – He throws the ball to uh, uh, Amari Cooper a lot. And I don't know what Justin Jefferson is going to be, but the one thing that I am saying is that he's more of a slot guy, whereas CeeDee Lamb, you move him all over, mm-hmm. which might win for CeeDee Lamb. I don't know. But all I'm saying is, it's like this brings up the point that I was trying to say earlier. Is it not the new strategy in the NFL to break the defense? Mm-hmm. Just put so many awesome weapons out there you that can't they can't them. account for you it. Can't. And even if you get up 21 nothing, it's fine. We'll just go yeah. score three straight touchdowns and be good. And you only need your defense to make a play here or there. Because you ain't got no money left points. to have a defense. Yeah. You ain't got no money left. You have your certain playmakers on defense. and it's the rest definitely of a it's changing of the guard. Players. I'm totally on board. I understand what you're saying. Changing of the guard. It's 100% happening in the NFL right and now. And I think uh, when you're talking about things like wins above replacement type stats, that's what's factoring out in that is that drafting receivers that bolster your offense is what's helping. Yeah, It's a you, passing league. But people are going to use that model now. Oh, Kansas City just won the, the championship. Why don't you yeah, just build a team? Yeah, of course. That's like, the, the copycat like league. Yeah, of sure. course. And now you – you in the draft, you throw names around like Patrick Mahomes a lot. You know, when we when we get into the Packers draft, you know they they threw that around with their first round quarterback, Patrick Mahomes. Oh, he's got that kind of talent. No, man, this guy is elite. He's special. Okay, you can't build your team around a Patrick Mahomes team because you don't have Patrick Mahomes. But I like weapons, scoring points, great, great all the way around. Next up, we had the uh, Dolphins again at pick 18. They took a tackle out of USC, Austin Jackson. I think this is another guy that's kind of like a safe pick, and I don't want to talk too much about the Dolphins again because that's what we talked about. But 
you know, uh, obviously you want to protect Tua. So I believe Goodell said on the draft, you know, mm. Tua's going to be happy about this. They yeah. got you a little help. Uh, certainly that was a good use of their pick. Uh, the Raiders were up next. They grabbed a cornerback from Ohio State, another school that kind of puts out cornerbacks. Like, they like them, them, LSU used to be my beloved Texas Longhorns, but they're kind of taking over for DBU between those two schools. Mm-hmm. And uh, Arnett is a guy that's solid but not spectacular. Obviously, he's playing on the other side of Akuda, but well, we're getting we're getting into that later part of the first round where it's really got to be a feel for those teams if they're if they're going to hit or not. You know. Yeah. Well, pre-draft uh, interviews and all that good stuff. The second pick of the Jaguars in the first round was uh, Clavon Chase. On this is a guy that I thought the Cowboys might grab because they needed uh, defensive end, but. Uh, a uh, creative pass rusher, but he's also a project guy. And if I'm picking this early in the first round, especially, you know, a top 20 pick, I don't know if I want a project guy. Now, if he ends up panning out, that's great. But at the same time, uh, you know that you're going to, you're drafting on upside. Mm-hmm. And to me, if I'm drafting upside, I would rather do that later. It doesn't say that doesn't work out. You know, uh, there's lots of people that have been drafted for their upside and they just weren't as bad at their base level as people thought. And, Learn I'm going to stick to my original take on the Jaguars. Yeah, just don't go there. Just don't go to <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry you got drafted by the Jacksonville Jaguars. I'm sure you're a fine young man, but you're walking into hell. Fucking circus. It's where players go to die. Circus right now. You don't want anything. Well, it definitely is that right now. And then we get to the Eagles. Oh, don't I can't we love even. Them. That word can't even come out of my mouth without making me want to dry heave. I'm there just it is. Eagles. Die Jalen Rager, wide receiver from Texas Christian. This was University. a bit of surprise for people, and I, I'm sure that uh, the Eagles probably tried to detri- or tried it. Do the tried Eagles to trade up? They probably need a receiver. Oh, absolutely, they need a receiver. <laughs> They're still hanging on to the hope that 34 year old plus Deshaun yeah. Jackson is going to come back and be healthy. Staple of the damn offense. By the way, if I hear one more person talking about, well, if Deshaun Jackson's healthy. Deshaun Jackson does not have that. He should not have that much impact on the Eagles. I'm sorry. Like the guy played one game last year, and yes, it was a good game against a shitty secondary. Mm-hmm. Congrats. And I'm not trying to He's hate on Deshaun getting, Jackson. He's, getting He's a had a longer, brilliant career. Yeah, long in the, in the tooth. Yeah, his like, body type hasn't about, changed. His body no. type hasn't changed. He's still that guy that will take the top off the defense if he's healthy. Not swole. No. Yeah. Hamstrings. Yeah. Hamstrings and speed. They don't go together. Well, all I know is that uh Rager was a pretty good receiver at TCU. Mm-hmm. And I saw him a decent amount of games, but I wasn't blown away. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I don't want to trash the He's pick a guy. Yeah. But it's the Eagles. We we The guy we, could be, you know, a, the next Steve Smith for all I know. Yeah. He's a smaller guy. Um but I just don't know that that's – I would have thought that they would have been trying to trade up as soon as C.D. Lamb was falling and Jerry Judy was falling. Yeah. And they might have, and they just – I heard something where they were trying to offer um, one of the earlier picks. I think it was Atlanta. But, but Atlanta Howie Roseman is not rounder. a bad GM. I don't I don't want to, like, knock no, on he's No, won, He's won certainly. a championship. But, I mean, this draft for them – I mean, the first two picks, I mean, I wide receiver, yeah, you definitely need one. You definitely need a wide receiver. And then their second-round pick, I mean, Jalen Hurts – I mean, what are we doing here? We already have a statue outside their stadium of a I'm all for. Yeah. Do we need to go with another quarterback? No. No. 
even if you want to use them, even if you want to use them like New Orleans uh, uses Taysom Hill. Taysom yeah. Hill. I don't. I don't think he's as. It isn't as translated. Well, you're as talking about two different guys. And also, let's be honest. Taysom Hill was not drafted in the second round. No. Like. But I guess it depends on what you think of Jalen Hurts as a quarterback overall. Is he a second round talent or not? I mean, that's. But we're getting a little off subject here. But I, I don't know. I, I think they definitely drafted a need. I just yeah. don't know that they couldn't have grabbed Jefferson, yep. who was also a speed guy, takes the top off the defense, or uh, the uh, Higgins T Higgins, uh, out of Clemson would have been a better fit there um i don't know i think uh time will tell yeah time will and maybe they drafted a quarterback because carson Wentz hurts every year yeah he's hurt yeah yeah all the time so they have two hurt quarterbacks now maybe there can be another statue outside of eagle stadium that is not of carson Wentz. (laughs) (laughs) that would really grind his gears oh congratulations carson Wentz! you just had a baby yeah so yeah Yeah, actually cheers cheers to life yeah i'm all good with life yeah So, as, I, I feel is, like is that, that going to be the only winning they do, though? Yeah. He wins at life, I not feel at like football. I, I just need to say also that Eagles suck. I just want to throw that out there. All right. Next up, we have the Zach Homer pick of the draft. Oh, you know it, which man. Which was actually a really good pick, in my opinion. Um, they did it, man. Especially with the departure of Stephon Diggs to Buffalo. You have Justin Jefferson, Jefferson. the yeah. wide receiver out of LSU, Going to the Minnesota Vikings, and what's up with that? Should I, should I just take this away? Because I feel like yeah, I got take it I, away. I got I got a segment on this one. You know, LSU, great wide receiver. Yeah, they had a great year from the wide receiver position. Um, we needed it, but we still we felt like I was on the edge with a wide receiver pick because there's still a Laquan Treadwell feeling going on you know it's still Definitely. in the back still in the back of my throat scratches a little bit that one hurt yeah it hurt yeah and then we let him go and then he came back and then it came back in my throat so no Diggsy's my boy I've, I've always uh Stefan Diggs was one of the best wide receivers in Minnesota team history traded him to the Bills I was heartbroken about that but then coming into this draft I was worried about them grabbing a wide receiver but I think they got the right one I think they got the right one here He's very good. He's a good route runner. He's fast on the edge. He can run. He can run in the middle of the field. He knows how to run behind the line of scrimmage with the screen pass game. So, he's, 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 I I, I like to pick. Let me ask you this. So, as I mentioned before, Jefferson is a slot guy. Mm -hmm. 90% of his passes were in the slot. Do you have any concerns there? Because I know, you know, Adam Thielen can play wherever, but at the same time, a lot of the way that, ways that they like to deploy him and get him in favorable matchups was to put him in the slot. Um, do you think that could have an impact on Thielen's game? Well, I mean, they moved him around whether who was on the outside or not. Like, they'd put him on the outside. They'd put Thielen in the slot. You know, with, with, with Diggs, I mean, you could move him around too. So I, I imagine that they're going to use this guy exactly the same way. You know, Thielen, they're always going to go for the matchup with a guy with like Thielen because he can pretty much dog anybody that he, he goes up against. Sure. So he can take the top off of a, on, on a deep ball. He can run the post. And he can run in the slot really well too. I mean, so I don't, I don't have any worries. Mike Zimmer, they've got that stuff figured out. Well, the one thing with Jefferson coming out of LSU is that you know he's been well coached. Yeah. Even if they did use him in what he was best for, you know that they rounded out his game. That's pretty much a 
a thing coming out of LSU. You're out of all those schools. That really. offense was good. That yes. offense was good, and they moved him around a lot. I mean, and I'm yeah. sure Joe Burrow had you know had some influence on him. Be where you need to be, that kind of thing. And but when I was watching the draft, there was just like a, a few of the wide receivers that they had talked about that I had watched a little bit of film on or whatever, and and Jeffries stood out. Jefferson stood out. The so. one thing I would say, and there was uh, pretty good offensive linemen still available in the center out of Michigan, do you have any problem with them taking wide receiver instead of offensive line? Because obviously that's been an issue for them. Well, if we weren't going to take it, I, they, they probably would have went that way, like – I know last year going into the draft, I said if they took seven offensive linemen, I wouldn't be upset. And I kind of with this with this draft, I said the same thing. But I mean, it is what it is. I I do believe that this is another scenario for the Vikings of where it was like, hey, there, there's this guy here who's really good, and we didn't think he was going to be at 22. Yeah, and that maybe had a lot to do with the influence. All the pieces. They spent. always say, stay true to your board, right? Yeah, stay true. To your and board. and uh, I feel like that the Vikings probably. It, like, was a, it was it was it was a need, but you know the Vikings have always been really good about taking taking the best player, taking the yeah. best player, and Zimmer uh, uh, has done it really well in the draft. Him and him and Rick Spielman are they've been around for a while. I mean, this is like their seventh draft together now, and they they've hit on a lot more picks than they've missed on. I wish right. they would have hit more on like the three cornerbacks we took in the first round, and they're all gone now. Isn't it funny how that works? Isn't that funny how it all works? Yeah. Yeah. Three. Sometimes you try and you try and you try and you just don't. We're out of money. I mean, that's just the way it is. We've spent. We've put ourselves in this position to. We got such a short window, right? Yeah, you got a window. You got a three or four year window. They set it up that way that they were supposed to be winning in the like last year and the year before. They were supposed to win right now, so they put all their chips in the center of the table, and now we're looking at what the aftermath looks like of doing that because you don't have the money to keep to retain all that Obviously, talent that you've yeah. drafted throughout the years. Even with that's one of the things that I wanted to talk about today too is even even within the uh salary cap going up again, I think it's over 200 million now. Uh you still it's that interesting dynamic comes into play so much with you know how a team is built and things like that because you have to have young talented players mm-hmm. rip constantly on your roster. Because eventually, when you got to pay guys, you got to get got value. Yeah. If you don't get value, then your team sucks. It's compl- so difficult, so difficult. The, the salary cap structure in the NFL. If you end up finding players that you draft and you like, and you've been contributing players in your team for longer than four years, you're going to have to give them a contract. And they're not always going to be team favorable contracts. There's not always going to be that guy that's like, "Oh, I'm willing to take less so we can win football games." Those are a minority. Of players that will sacrifice for a team like that. Yeah. So that's why if you got a quarterback, kind of what we're seeing now with a lot of these guys, you had Jared Goff, you had Dak, you gotta win. you're going to have Patrick Mahomes now. Like you have to take advantage of when you're not having to, to pay, pay the quarterback. $30 million. Because that yeah. is on almost every team, especially if you have a good quarterback, that is going to take up, you know, so much of your salary cap that you have to make sure mm-hmm. that. That is the guy. You get your winning time in before, like what the Cowboys are in now with Dak Prescott. You know, they're in a tight, you know, contest for trying to get him re-signed. That their window to win before you had all these players was right me out. Do you think that that situation, bring back Ty, a little Cowboys-Vikings tie yeah. here, do you think that that situation could turn out to a similar one of what Kirk Cousins was in before he came to the Vikings where he's getting franchised every year? And It could get real sour. 
It depends on what, but I don't feel that same demeanor from Dak. Like like Kirk, you know, he he just you know he he played through it and you know kept kept talking about hey, uh, I, I'll I'll discuss this after the season. I'll discuss this, you know, sure. when it's when it's free agent time. I felt like Dak took it a different approach to that. I feel like he's been willing to, like, hey, I'm still out here. Yeah, still want, still want some money. We'll see uh, when all this uh, restrictions get lifted. It's, I was really surprised up. last year a little, but if he wasn't to show that like drama queen kind of thing, he would have done it last year. Well, speaking of uh, drama, uh, we didn't really have much with the next Chargers pick. No. Uh, Kenneth Murray, Oklahoma linebacker. Don't know a whole lot about the kid. I think he was a solid either. guy. Uh, obviously, the uh, – the Chargers needed a linebacker. They're trying to build up that defense, and is young and talented. So they were continuing to work on that with their pick. Then you had the Saints, who did a pack did a pick that I really like, and with uh, Caesar Ruiz out of Michigan, he had one of the great reactions of yeah. the draft. Um, Saints obviously have one of the best offensive lines, so they made it a little bit stronger. And I'm a big fan of that. When you got a strength. Stack it. Stack it. Exactly. And uh, we saw some of that in this draft, and certainly with the Cesar Ruiz pick, that was one of the ways the Saints did that. They definitely needed a center um, to come in and take over, and I like it. You can't really go wrong to keep Drew Brees on, off his ass. Absolutely. Absolutely. Take, take, take the offensive center. You needed and, one. And everything I saw about him is he's an intelligent, like, sets up the offense for success type of guy. And um, I think it's a solid pick. We'll just call the Saints heartbreak city, man. Those guys, they've, they put a lot in the center here over the last couple of years. So, yeah. And I think a continuing theme over this draft as a whole was, I I didn't really look at any of these teams and go like, Oh, that was kind of a, I mean, there were some questionable picks, but there was, it was such a solid draft, especially for the first round of players that, you were able to get good players wherever you were at. You really time. had to screw up in this draft to to not get the guys right. I mean, but the Packers found a way to do it, right? Are we at the Packers yet? And I'd really like to. We get are into very the close. Oh, we got man. one more pick that I want to mention, uh, which actually was a solid pick, and especially considering the 49ers could have selected wide receiver earlier because they that was one of the spots that they wanted to improve, uh, where the uh, 49ers drafted Brandon Ayuk out of uh, Arizona State. A lot of people thought was that's one of the guys that people were mentioning about over Jalen Rager to the Eagles. Like that was like, I mean, they've made comparisons of this guy to some really elite wide receivers. Uh, he played out in the Pac-12, so we're late, not talking about games, SEC late competition, games, yeah. late games. Not a lot of people saw him. No, they didn't. Uh, and he played on Arizona State. So, you know, uh, who knows? This might be the steal. This might be the end up being the best wide receiver in the draft. I know he was highly thought of. Yeah. Well, there was a lot of talent here. I mean, I, I'd really like to see how the ch- the chips fall here and in the next three years. We can come back and look at it and be like, you know what? We were right on on that. We were wrong on that. It's going to be great because, like, ha- half the stuff's going to be wrong. And that's always how it is with the draft, right? You don't really know until at least a few years after the draft to be able to tell. Sometimes you can tell on certain players right away. But definitely, you need a little bit of time. And we never sat through the talks, you know, that went behind the scenes or whatever with their agent or, you know, them themselves. You know, I mean, you don't know what kind of people they are yet. And looking into the future, yeah, we're going to talk about a team 
that told Aaron Rodgers it might be time to pack. Oh, man. It's a Get tough the, uh, life no out there. It. It's a tough life in Green Bay, you know. You draft all these quarterbacks that have just pretty much sustained you for the whole life, but you end up pissing them off on their way out, man. <laughs> what is their deal, man? <laughs> well, I'll Why say can't this. they just stop doing that? Isn't it a little bit poetic that kind of a similar situation as when Aaron Rodgers was drafted and Brett Favre was still there? They oh. go and trade up. So giddy for this. Trade up. Tell me the story again, Daddy. For a, a quarterback Oh, out of Utah State, actually. Jordan, or, uh, yeah, Jordan Love. Yes, Love. And there is no love for Aaron Rodgers on this pick, I got to tell you. I don't know, man. I mean, Brett Favre was so mean to him in his, his few years. I heard it other. was the other way around. I heard Aaron Rodgers came in there being cocky right off the bat and was kind of a – it wouldn't shock me. Rogers. That uh, that wouldn't shock me because Aaron, Aaron Rodgers, you know, probably isn't, in my mind, a great human being. But we'll see. Really? Could that be slighted by the fact? I that told you're you I had a, a bias. Uh, I told you I had a bias. And but I love this you know, pick. You're not I, a big I'm gonna, fan of the Allstate commercials. Or, I'm going to tell State you. Farm, excuse me. I love this pick by the Packers. You know, this is a great pick. But you love it for all the wrong reasons. Oh, I know, I do, because I want to see it. I want to see the first time that these two guys have a conversation on the sideline. And if Aaron Rodgers even gives him one resting bitch face, how much the media is going to be all over his ass about, oh, oh, you didn't like it when Brett Favre was mean to you. Why are you being mean to this rookie quarterback? He just wants to play football. You know, no, he wants to take your job, mother ever. Yeah. Here it is. Yeah, exactly. And the funny part about all this is we are talking about the connection to this between the uh, Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers situation is that – Aaron Rodgers apparently has reached out to Brett Favre. Yes. And in my mind, honestly, all I wanted Brett Favre's reaction to be was the uh, laughy face. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Or like the one with the the hand on top of the face, like face palm, the face palm, face palm. Great. Yes. I told you. Yeah, this is good stuff. It's all the way around. You so you think that this is like a the sabotage of the Packers is on? Well, no, I, I think it's a new coaching coaching and re, GM regime that's moving into Green Bay. And you don't tell anyone that you're in charge, like, drafting one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL's replacement in the first round. I love it. Yeah, especially yeah. after a season. This is my team, Aaron Rodgers. I'm going to draft your replacement right now. How do you feel about that? And then you just come off a season where you had 14 wins. You just about now, won. In my opinion, the Super Bowl. Some of those wins were a little bit mm. questionable. But they usually are in Green Bay. Yeah. A lot they, of questionable uh, things. My Packers fans are not going to be happy with me, but I feel like. Uh, no, but the Patriots and the NFC, you get, a, you get favorable calls. These hot takes on the Packers ain't coming. You know, I have a bias, of course, but I could probably get 20 Packer fans on the phone that say that this pick of Jordan Love. Goes against everything they believe in. Yeah. Well, they do draft quarterbacks fairly often, but at the same time, they don't. Not in the trading up in the first round. Not trading up in the first round. When you, you were one game away from the Super Bowl, don't you think you should try to, I don't know, win the Super Bowl? Like get a player you need? Do you need, yeah. a, do you need a wide receiver? Maybe you need a tight end. You got rid of some of them. Maybe your offensive line well, wasn't not, that great. We're not really going in, in the second round, but at the same time, you're talking about in the second round, they draft a running back. I know. And, yeah, that's a position and, of And it's strength. not even – well, that's the thing. The running back is the one position that I would think that, you know, Jamal Williams is not bad, but 
You're not trying to go three Terry deep. Jones. You're not trying to go three deep in the running back position of three guys because there's only so much of that football that can go around. And you know Devontae Adams is going to get a lot of it. You know that Aaron Jones is going to get a lot of it. Um, just their whole – I would have thought they would have drafted wide receiver. Matt LaFleur went in there and laid his D on the table and said, this is my team and I'm going to show you. I feel like there's a clash coming there. Too. Oh, it's a clash of the Titans. I feel it's like that be... Rodgers and uh, Matt LaFleur are – I felt like even though last year was 14 wins, I feel like if they weren't winning last year – that would have been a lot more volatile. They didn't look like they'd go have a beer together. No. no. And they don't have to, but at the same time... Well, if you're Aaron Rodgers, it'd You be need a, nice, a good relationship. Nice Obviously, name. it's ideal to have a good relationship between your head coach and your uh, star mm-hmm. quarterback. Like, that, the, any time that that hasn't been the case, somebody's leaving town. And at this point in Aaron Rodgers' career, it could be Aaron Rodgers. I don't think it'll happen this year for sure, but... Um, I mean, Brett Favre did say he would probably play with another franchise. Yeah, that was a great quote That was a great, a great quote from Favre. Especially because he gets to be like, oh, yeah. You remember? Remember this happening? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, Do you think Rodgers would go play for one of the other? You might become a Rodgers fan. You might go play for the Vikings or something in two years. and then That will never happen, sir. Well, neither did anybody think hey, that Favre would be a Viking. Brett Favre, was. to be fair, Brett Favre was a dude's dude, man. You would go have a beer with Brett Favre. You always, you always respected him, okay? You always yeah. respected Brett Favre. Aaron Rodgers, come on. Yeah, come he, on, he does just, come off. You want to go have? You want to go have a beer with him? Yeah, you want to hang out? Well, the sports fan in me would have say, of course, but at the same time, it might not be a very fun hangout. I think there's other guys that maybe I'll just say his own with. family doesn't like him. So why should we? Whoa, that is a hot take. It's a hot take. Yeah. All right, we've had enough of uh, Packer talk. Um, next, we'll go with the. Uh, Seattle Seahawks that drafted Jordan Brooks, a linebacker out of Texas Tech. I think they were looking for a little linebacker depth. They have a strong core of linebackers there still, Bobby Wagner and K.J. Wright. but Probably the best linebacker core in the NFL. Ooh. They're pretty good. They're close. If they're not the best, they're they're really, really, really good. Look at the tackle stats. They're high. Yes. And Bobby Wagner is a monster. Yeah. I mean, that dude is uh, right up there with some of the best linebackers of all time, and I think that he gets a little bit of a – a raw deal there because people don't really talk about him as much as I think they should in that breath. But, uh, and KJ Wright in his yeah. own right, pardon the pun, is uh, a solid, solid sideline to sideline linebacker. He's won the Super Bowl rings. Is the NFC West now the toughest division in football? Good. Well, I mean, it was, it was pretty tough last year. I mean, the Rams are Cardinals be- are improving. Yeah. Rams are coming off, uh, two years ago, they were in the Super Bowl. Yeah, they should be good. San Francisco. 49ers was just there last year. They're going to beat each other Seattle up. has been kind of having a renaissance with theirs. They were supposed to be rebuilding, but they had a really good year last year. Yeah. Still got Russell doing things in Seattle. They're, they're and good. I feel like with Seattle, as long as Russell Wilson is there, that they're going to be, you know. Hey, the Cardinals in the division were tough. I mean, they they were a good team against other teams in their division. And Nothing, they're recruiting talent. and They're going to get better. Yeah. Yeah, they're going to get they – got, they got Fitzgerald coming back. And I want to say that the Cardinals actually took at least one game off of the Niners last year. Yeah. Or at so, least they were close. Yeah. They were close. Kyler, Kyler Murray's Might a good quarterback. Might have won some money on that. Yeah, I think Kyler Murray's a good quarterback. Good enough. So, we like the Seattle pick uh, on to Baltimore. The, uh, well, what was the Super Bowl favorites for much of the season last year? Uh, drafting a linebacker out of LSU, Patrick Queen. Um, like the pick there. Another SEC player. 
Uh, linebacker was definitely a need for them ever since uh, they lost one of their linebackers in free agency last year to the Jets. Um, I like the pick. I like J.K. Dobbins in the second round better for them. I, I like I like that pick a lot. Very. My very only thing with J.K. Dobbins is you already had three guys. Again, this is the conundrum for me because I see I'm a big fan of stacking on a strength, and that is certainly a strength of theirs running the football. But there's only you can only use so many running backs, and a lot of running backs are rhythm guys, right? They need to be able to have those 20 carries in order to get into a rhythm and be good. And you're kind of spreading that out even more. Uh, maybe, maybe Mark Ingram is a cut guy. Yeah. Maybe he's a guy now that's expendable. Uh, obviously, they gave him a bunch of money last off season. It's only a two year deal with the with the money hidden on the third one, so it's not going to be yeah. a big deal. So I think certainly uh, Mark Ingram can be out there for some teams uh, later on this year. Um, but yeah, I, I don't mind the pick at all. I think that uh, Baltimore is one of those teams that's proven they can draft. Well, Ozzie Newsome was not there this year. That's the first year without Ozzie Newsome. There's a, there's a lot of sites that are telling me that you know Baltimore had one of the better drafts, you know, from start to finish that there was. So, and those guys have been, if you look at it, those guys have been winning for a long time there. Like they've been fairly consistent over the last decade. You know? Yeah, and jo- uh, John Harbaugh is a good coach. I mean, there's no other way to put it. He's Super Bowl winning head coach. Yeah, and you know he found a way. He was the first guy to find a way to really kind of take advantage, in my opinion, of a quarterback of the ilk of uh, of um, Joe Flacco, Lamar Jackson. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, Lamar Jackson is such a special like type of quarterback that we've seen before. Maybe not yeah. the same as him, but you had guys like you know uh, Vince Mike, Young and Mike Vick, uh, Mike Vick and uh, RG three to an extent uh, that. For some reason, NFL uh, teams were not able to adapt to their strengths very well. But I say last they never year, built obviously. an offense around them. Exactly, and that's what Greg Roman did. Yes, he and built. Greg it. Roman is a guy that I would assume that should have. I thought he might have been the new head coach of the Cowboys. Honestly, he, I mean, look at what they did. I, I don't know how he didn't get a job. You know, I mean, he built an entire offense around Lamar Jackson, and it. Flourished, and he's done that twice yeah, now. Yeah, he's done it twice. He made Kaepernick yeah. into uh, what people thought was a top ten quarterback for a couple of years. Yeah, but uh, also going to the Super Bowl. Guru, offensive yes. guru. Put him All on right. the board. Can we put him on the board? Where where can, where can we put him? What head coaching jobs do you think he'd be he'd be good at? What quarterbacks would he be? Jacksonville. Jacksonville. Yeah. Jacksonville. Yeah. I told you, nobody wants to go to Jacksonville. I know, but still, that's a team that really needs a guy like Greg Roman. Like, that's a team that... What about Justin Herbert, man? He needs a he needs a coordinator like that. I don't have a problem with the head coach in San Diego. Like, I don't... I'm drawing a blank on his name right Anthony now. Lynn, Anthony Lynn. Anthony yeah. Lynn does not... Th- does he inspire you? Well, maybe not, but that doesn't mean that he's not a good coach. I, I didn't think Andy Reid inspired me for a long time, but Andy Reid was always going to NFC Championships game with the but Eagles. The, but, and but the writing was always on the wall with Andy Reid. You know, the peop, the players always said good things about him when he was right. when he was walking out the door, or walking in the door. Anthony Lynn, you just you just kicked Philip Rivers out of town. I don't, don't want to continue on Chargers talk, but that's fine. We will stay in the AFC though. And we'll go to uh, the opponent that Baltimore beat in that situation, which was the Tennessee Titans. 
Um, yeah. Or actually the team that got beat, that put Baltimore out of the playoffs. Excuse me. Sorry, Titans fan. Yeah, Titans. Yeah. They uh, went ahead and drafted another offensive tackle. Obviously, they lost one of their tackles to Cleveland. Um, drawing a blank of the guy's name, but. Um, doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. New so, tackle. New tackle in town. Out of Georgia, Isaiah Wilson. Man, Georgia's been putting some linemen in the NFL. Like they've uh Ooh, Isaiah win last year to the Patriots. Like they've they had two in the first round this year. Um they're doing something right in the uh in Georgia. Georgia area. Georgia. Georgia. Uh and then next up we got Miami again. I'm not even gonna try to say this guy's name. I'm just Don't it. do it, man. Noah. You did. You just you just did it though. Don't try it. Just move Noah on. Noah something. Noah Iggy. Where did he play college Noah. at? And we can talk about how awesome their college Auburn. are. Auburn. Auburn. Cornerback oh, out of Auburn. Uh, I don't. I'm not real sure about the cornerback here. This is one pick where I'd kind of question, considering you just gave two cornerbacks. Not one. You obviously need one, but then. two. You gave Xavier uh, Howard. Yeah. And Byron Jones, a lot of money. Yeah. And I understand in the NFL, like, that's the thing, though, in the NFL. Got to teach him. Got to teach him youngins. You need three cornerbacks in the NFL. Got to teach him youngins. But I would just say this. Like, they're allocating a lot of resources to the cornerback position. So that's kind of a reverse philosophy of the break the offense, of they're trying to find a way to just have dominant corners that can slow down those. Where did Brian Flores come from? New England. What did New England like? Defense right now. Well, that's they because they don't have any. Like New England adapts though. They don't. They know they don't have offensive weapons right now, so they build everything around their defense. Look at back when they've won Super Bowls. They've had a dominant quarter. Yeah, dominant corner. Yeah. Big Bill Belichick staple. He so, likes it. Well, they have two pretty good ones. At least pretty good. And they got to teach good, the youngins. Great. They got to teach the youngins. So Noah, I name. That's what we're just gonna say. Noah from Auburn. Noah Big from shout Auburn. Out. Big shout out today. Yeah. And then next up, we have another pick by your um, Minnesota Vikings, Jeff Gladney out of Texas Christian. Yeah, TCU, TCU man. Uh, I like that pick. That was a lot. Of, that was a guy that a lot of people had mocked late first round, early second. He's a handsy corner. Another man. guy that you needed, yeah, or another uh, need. They needed a cornerback. They, they gave we yeah we drafted a bunch of good cornerbacks and then couldn't resign any of them, and then one got old. So. You know, Gladney, um, he's handsy. Uh, you know, he's another one of them handsy corners. Uh, Zimmer likes those kind of guys, the guys that aren't afraid of wide receivers that just kind of get up on them, and this is what Gladney does. You know, he played the entire year with a torn uh, meniscus, so he must be tough, and he was still all first team all, all Big 12. So at that position, getting him at 31, played injured all year, still competed in the combine. By the way, he's a tight corner. He can play. He can play for the ball. He's but he's handsy. He's in, he might have that Trey. Might Waynes. have some penalty. Might have might have some Trey Waynes in him. Trey you Waynes, know, where he's a great corner all the way until the ball comes, and then he shoves the receiver or something, and gets a flag on him. So we'll see. We'll see if Zimmer can coach that out out of Gladney. But I like the pick. Definitely a need. Definitely a need. And it's not it's not a Mike Zimmer draft until he drafts a quarterback. Yeah, he he's a big fan of continuously building up that cornerback position. He finds him in all rounds. He likes him. Uh, you know, second second and first round has been his favorite. You know, he's got Mackenzie Alexander, Trey Waynes, Xavier Rhodes, first and second round picks. So, him going to Gladney here, they had hyped him up pretty hard in the pre-draft process, I guess. 
talk. He was on an interview with NFL Network where he was kind of laughing about that he's probably going to get drafted by the Vikings. So here we are. Another cornerback goes mm-hmm. to the Vikings. Goes a lot of cornerbacks in the first round. Cornerbacks, wide receivers. wide receivers, and tackles, right? Yes, that was the theme of the first round of the draft. All right, now we need to kind of wrap this thing up here, Zach. We're going to talk about the last pick in the draft, or in the first round of the draft at least, which was by the Kansas City Chiefs. When you're Super Bowl champion and you're picking 32nd, you're going to feel pretty good. But I feel like they have to feel pretty good about this pick. Uh, the running back out of LSU, uh, Edwards Hilaire. 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 Does he have he's one very, of those French names? He's very luxurious kind of runner. Yeah. Kansas City might have had to clear some cap space just to even make this pick. I heard, you know, I was looking at a lot of pre-draft stuff, and before the draft coming in, Kansas City had like $122 left on the salary cap. <laughs> that, I don't know if that's impressive <laughs> that you milked it down to that. Or scary that you really have little to no wiggle room and you have to sign Patrick Mahomes very soon. Yeah, to like the most money we've ever seen Uh, paid. Yeah, he's probably going to be a $200 million quarterback. Give me all the monies. Yes. Give me all the monies. But this And if you're Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs, I mean, the Chiefs are going to throw the Brinks truck at him. I mean, that's. There's no way around it. Yeah. There's no way around it. They've got to back that thing up to his house. Could you imagine being the guy? Dump his garage full of cash. A GM that said, well, you know what, Patrick, thanks for your service, but yeah. we're going to move on. We're actually going to draft a quarterback in the first round. <laughs> <laughs> so they draft a really good running back yeah. at LSU, and the first running back off the board, actually, to back to our theme earlier, that running backs are being devalued. They are, but they're awesome to have. Yes. They're a good toy. I am still a big fan of the Huge running back. Huge fan. And this is a guy that is a very good pass-catching running back. Mm-hmm. He's just a good overall – Running back. From what I saw in the national championship game, and I'm, I'm going to be honest with you, uh, I didn't have a big vested interest in this running back, but I did watch the national championship game, and he, pretty good. He's man. got a lot of wiggle, man. This, yeah. this guy can wiggle around, and he was running through people. His, his size. This could be their replacement for the Kareem Hunt saga. Well, like they wanted from like Shady McCoy, like they brought him in late in the year to kind of have that, that wiggle, like catch. You know, Andy Reid loves his catching running backs. It's funny that you bring up the Andy Reid running back connection. Yeah. Because a lot of people are comparing this guy to a former Philadelphia Eagles running back. Maybe Brian? Yes. Brian? Yes. Of the Westbrook? Yes. Mr. Westbrook. And their measurables are very similar. Obviously, uh, I think Hilaire even has a little bit better like size and speed and stuff. But He can shimmy and shake. He's an Andy Reid guy. Yeah. And that's one of the things that uh, they're doing. And we go back to the breaking the defense kind of thing of where it's like he just wants to create matchup nightmares for these teams. Stack them up, man. And obviously he's done a very good job of that. Um, can your team score helps for you? Because my team can. Yeah. Kind of team. At the same time, Andy Reid is an offensive genius. Like the, you've got to say that now, especially with a Super Bowl under his belt, that this the validation guy knows, is there. Yeah, he knows what he's doing. Yeah, he finally got that rubber stamp of approval now from yes. all his colleagues. He's going to be like, you know what? Andy Reid was very and successful. It, if you look at Andy Reid's coaching as a whole now, yeah, you know, not everybody can be Belichick with the six Super Bowls, but uh, Andy Reid's got his one, and he's also he's been not Marty Schottenheimer anymore. He's not Marty no. Schottenheimer anymore. No, he's he won been to the multiple game. championship games, uh, more than probably most active coaches outside of Belichick. 
So, yeah, I, I like the pick for Kansas City. Uh, Walrus rules. And, and this draft actually lined up well for them to be able to do something like that. Uh, they got to work on their salary cap. But, yeah, they they got a first-round pick. He's a running back. He's very good. Yeah. Also now going to be the number one fantasy pick. Yeah. Like, uh, running yeah. back in Kansas City is, especially one that catches passes, is like Guess a what? team that's going to score 40. first-round pick yeah. in the fantasy draft. It's going to be a lot of one-yard touchdowns for sure. A lot sure. of one-yard, yep. But a lot of 99 yard screen passes, Zach, just to kind of wrap this all up. Yes. I didn't really want this podcast to be that long, but that's kind of what happens sometimes whenever I get to talking about sports. So hopefully people can appreciate that. And if you made it this far, you, sir or ma'am, are a damn champion. You are a bloody champion. Yes. I would crack a beer for you. Yeah, we will. So let me know if you listen to this whole podcast. Uh, yeah. But. Overall, I think what we can take away from this is that we're very excited to have some kind of semblance of sports, sports. back. Um, I know with the next podcast, I'm actually really excited, especially sports-wise, to talk about this whole series about the Bulls, the last dance. Yeah, the Bulls, the last dance, man. Dude, I think we have so much. Tiger to King of sports, man. He's the yes. Tiger King of sports. Yes, there was some crazy stuff going on during that time. And it may start a trend. We talked about this earlier of some of these teams, especially during that time frame. You had the Cowboys dynasty along there too, and I know there was some crazy stuff going on there. So I'm hoping these documentaries that are coming out now about this kind of stuff are going to continue. They the, sat on some footage of the Bulls winning yeah. championships for 20, 20 years. years. 20 years. The best kept secret in sports. Yes. So. Young Michael Jordan. Young like, Michael Jordan. Young and fresh, man. We're in the gold chain. What is not to like? What is not to like? Well, folks, we thank you. If you made it this far, if you didn't make it this far, that's okay, too. You'll probably never hear this. That's okay. But that's okay. It's, our, it's on our universe. Thank you for supporting Red on Purpose, and we'll see you on the next one.